This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So, you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall, rock-climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So, whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Mr. Diaz, listen to me. Testifying against your friends may not seem like a big deal right now, but it's something you are going to have to live with for the rest of your life. I don't owe them anything. And if I can get myself out, that's what I'm going to do. He's only offering you this because he doesn't have a case against you. He's a two-time loser. I'll make a case against him. Mr. Diaz. Give me the pen. You are making a huge mistake. Yeah? Well, I don't think so. And if you were in my shoes, you'd do the exact same thing. I would never send my friends to prison. Yeah, well, they find me guilty. They're gonna send my friends to prison anyways. Suits season five, episode 15 is over. And if you're ready to hear us talk about TikTok, then Suits Yourself, I'm Rob Sestronino, back here with a guy who would never toss Cousin Gertrude's mixtapes. It's Chappelle. Chappelle, how are you? Rob, I am on the edge of my seat. I need to know what's going to happen next. I know. I know we came here to talk about this episode. Yep. But we can talk I, about what's going to happen next. Sure. I mean, we can't. We haven't seen it yet. But that's well, the we thing. Can, but it's it ended on a cliffhanger. Easy. Yeah. Yeah, it ended on episode a hell of a cliffhanger. 75. 75. What a way to go out right here. You know, um, I think that leaving this on a cliffhanger was the obvious choice because it came down to a very obvious choice. It's the choice that Mike Ross has been given since day one. Give yourself up or mm-hmm. give up one of your friends. And now we get to see if Mike is going to be able to do that. So he's uh, faced with, uh, we know, what what is it? The, you know, diverging paths here. He can go to the left, the fork in the road, I guess, right? So he yeah. go to the left and say, okay, two years, prison time, give up, uh, nobody, right? Because Anita Gibbs is not confident that she's going to be able to get him on anything and it looks really bad. Or... Or you give up one partner and you do no prison time. Mm-hmm. And now we have a real uh, Sophie's choice here for Mike Ross. Yeah. I really feel like it's not much of a decision. I feel like that Mike is going to take the two years. Like I can't see him giving up anybody. At this point, why would you put all these people through this stuff just to give them up? You know, it, that doesn't make any sense. Um, and, you know, this all comes as from the revelation of Mike deciding, you know, in his last move as a fraud <laughs> to go defend somebody randomly. And when they are faced with the opportunity to take to save themselves or give up his, their, their friends, they say, I'm going to save myself. And then uh, Mike's like, why would you give up your friends? You're not going to be able to live with yourself. And this person says, watch me. Yeah. But, 
But if they get me, they're going to get them too. So mm-hmm. yeah, sorry, I'm I'm going to give them up. And so Mike has an opposite like reaction. He's like, okay, if they get me, they're going to get them too. But if I cut a deal for them, then they can walk away from this and I will just have to be the person who owns yeah, this. Because literally the least you can do. Uh, pretty good deal. You get to be a fake lawyer for four years and go to jail for two. Like uh, pretty good. Pretty solid. You made a lot <laughs> of money. You made a lot of money, I'm sure. Uh, a lot of people, I think, would take that uh, deal. Uh, yeah, I think that, you know, you know, we saw Trevor in the last episode being like, Mike, I can't go to prison for you because I'm not going to white collar prison. I'm going to prison and I might get anally raped. You know, and so he's like, whoa, Trevor, calm down. Dear God. I, like, I mean, but why, why are, are Mike and Trevor going to different prisons? Like, I don't understand. Like, this is like a nonviolent offense. Like what? Uh, I don't know what the perjury like uh, prison is. You know, I think perjury mm-hmm. prison is like where the, the hardened criminals go. And Mike Ross would go to fraud prison. It's like a white collar crime. So he gets to go sit, chill, chill with uh, Charles Forsman. Perjury per- prison is that much worse than fraud prison? Do you see how these people act when faced with perjury? It's like Donna told Harvey in this episode, Harvey, you know as well as I do. You and Mike both know it. I would com- I, I would commit crimes for you. I'd break the law for you and Mike Ross, but that's not what we're talking about here. I said, funny that you mentioned that, Donna, because just last episode, you were asked a question on the stand, and you did not perjure yourself. You actually ple- uh, pled the fifth uh, in order to not commit a crime for Mike and Harvey. So, yeah, they draw the line at perjury in a lot of ways, and I think that for Trevor, he's like, yeah, if I perjure myself and Mike Ross, no one's going to look out for me. I'm going to go down for probably several other crimes that he's committed and got away with, too. He's got a track record on his hands. And so he feels like he's going to be in there with the worst of the worst when it comes to these criminals. And Mike Ross uh, is going to be able to go sit up in his nice little, um, you know, Martha Stewart prison and and chill for a couple years and then get out and start his life over Mm -hmm. as a husband to uh, lawyer Rachel Zane. Okay. Yeah. I don't know uh, too much about the, the difference between uh, perjury prison and fraud prison, but I guess maybe Trevor looked it up. Listen, we don't know anything about this. But he wasn't. Was, we, he at no point was like, I, Mike, I can't sell the weed. Do you know what kind of prison I'll go to? Well, he's white. Mm-hmm. You know, like <laughs> white men been selling weed for a long time and just walking away scot free. If he's black, I'd be like, "Yeah, you're going to you're going to prison, buddy." But um, I think that you and I don't know anything about this. But we got a lot of associates who do. We got the legal team here at yeah. Suit Yourself, a suit hyphen, a Suits Rewatch podcast, and they are going to tell us why they're drawing the line here at perjury. I have to have faith in the associates. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, I feel like that. Mike is going to ultimately take this uh, sentence, uh, will be found guilty that he can never practice law, though, that he can never be like. It seems like that his dream in this episode kind of came out of nowhere. He's like, all this time I had this gift and I've been helping rich people make money. Like, I feel like right. that, like the whole PSL team is that. like a little bit like, right. like, hey, well, like, what's this guy's right. problem? Like, uh, what did we do? when did yeah. This never came up before. Uh, well, we have, you and I have been saying this since day one. Like, like we were like, um, hey, taking these people and saying, like, I want to become a lawyer. That's great. Mike likes to help people. That's great. Going to work for corporate law. I mean, yeah, you save Esther's company every now and then. Every now and then there's a, a you know, a, a large business that uh, is a smaller, large business that benefits and you save a bunch of their employees or whatever. 
But, you know, you could be helping actual people who are about to go to prison, like a Clifford Danner, whose, whose name came back mm-hmm. up in this episode. Um, and so, yeah, I think that, yeah, we're getting the Mike really wants to help people art is very interesting because Mike has had every opportunity to quit being a lawyer at this law firm to go work somewhere else. Um, since he has all these credentials that he's now fabricated and made up and hacked and all this other stuff. Once he got to hack the bar, why didn't he go apply to be a public defender? I mean, we've talked about this move to Iowa and start. Right. Your it, it just, it, like, it rings hollow right for five seasons of suits for all of a sudden Mike to have this epiphany of like, what? Like I was just helping people make money when that wasn't what I wanted. Well, you had lots of other opportunities to be doing like when you left being a lawyer to go be an investment investment banker with Jonathan Sidwell and then like got your whole like uh, ego caught up in I have to beat Harvey. And then we spent the whole like all of season four going back and forth of you had to win this other case. Like at no point were you like, hey, but what about the little guy? No, no. And I mean, he was fighting for the little guy for free. A lot of times, you know, they're like, oh, Mike Ross, we really need you to do this. He's like, well, I do have a bleeding heart. So there was breadcrumbs of, you know, okay, maybe Mike is a guy who cares a lot of like about the little people. But like you said, it does ring hollow. Cares it feels more like, than most at PSL. Yeah. More than all the corporate lawyers who mm-hmm. are out here just trying to make a lot of money. That we've like, seen yes. on TV. Yeah. Right. But as far as like just being a man of the people, he could have definitely gone in a different direction. I think that, yeah, I think that he lost, um, he lost the plot a long time ago. I think Mike Ross, uh, might've felt this way. I think Mm -hmm. that, you know, we've been given flashbacks to show that Mike Ross has always wanted to help people. Right. That's why he started, you know, but we, we understand that we get that. I think that Mike forgot. I think that Mike started to get into the, the rigmarole of, Ooh, can I beat Harvey? Can Harvey and I get through this one? You know, the, all the capers, all the close calls. I think mm-hmm. that stuff gets his adrenaline going. And so because of that, he forgot why he got into the game on, in the first place. And I mean, this is not why he got into the game in the first place, but he forgot that core motivation that he had been ignoring for four seasons. And now it's back. The Clifford Danner thing is really when Mike Ross, you know, put himself out on the line and did something nice for somebody who really deserved better. And, uh, and it was great. But I think since then, he's always been on the ropes, always fighting a new big bad to where he couldn't take his eye off of it for a second and say, no, I really do enjoy helping people. And it's not about the money. And I like the law. And I've always liked the law because of how the law did my family. Right. Yeah. His parents got the, uh, the settlement. He goes after that lawyer guy like you have been picking on uh, poor families and doing these ridiculous settlements when they uh, deserve better. I think that Mike Ross is just clouded by all the other bells and whistles that go with the mm-hmm. legal machine that he's in. And so he wasn't able to see what he actually really enjoys about this whole job until now. Yeah. I just feel like that, like if this really was like how Mike felt and maybe Mike discovered something about himself, like he gets kicked out of the college that he was at. I forget where he was undergraduate. I don't know if it was established on the show, but you're telling me, okay, so Mike can't then at any point in all the years that he's hanging out on the couch, being a bike messenger, you know, get enrolled in city college, state college, then just go to a law school, not Harvard law school. Like if he really loved the law, if everything that happened in his life led him to the point where I need to be a lawyer, it feels like that there were avenues for him to become a lawyer that did not involve being a Harvard lawyer. Right. 
Uh, maybe he went into a depression or something like that when he got kicked out of school. And so that made him, you know, it clouded him, right? So he goes and he's living on Trevor's couch, smoking smoking the weed. But even when he's the bike the messenger drugs. and he's being the fake lawyer, like, uh, it's like, oh yeah, like, I know everything about being a lawyer. Like, he wasn't, like, doing some sort of, like, taking online classes or anything no. to going to community yeah. college one day a week just to take the tests. He was in a rut and he had a bad influence around. You know, Trevor is like, go to school. Why? Why do that when you can bike message and smoke weed? Do that. Let's go pick up chicks. Let's do that. Let's go holler at them and uh, tell them that we're lawyers. That'd be fun. And so, yeah, he was too busy doing other stuff. But I think that's a a mark on Mike Ross as a character in this entire show, right? We're, we're led to believe that he's always had this thing for the law and helping people. And sometimes we see him do it and sometimes he forgets. Sometimes we see him intimidating witnesses himself. Mm-hmm. You know, he's going to he's going to women and been like, uh, yeah, make this go away or else. And they're like, why are you like this? Are you you're a monster? And in those moments, he does fold eventually. But the urge to actually come in here and smack people around like a Harvey, like a Lewis, like a Jessica, he has those same urges. He, he gets off on it. The problem is that those are not his like core motivations. And I think he just lost track of it a long time ago. And now it's like. Now, this this whole thing, seeing Clifford Danner's uh, mom crying on the stand, basically looking at him from the crowd, it is the thing that kind of reminded him, like, no, nah, the Clifford Danner thing is probably the happiest he's ever been with the case. Um, and he wants that. He wants more of that energy of, I was able to help someone who needed to be helped in a way that his family was not helped when they needed it. Yeah. The, what do you think about the Clifford Danner of it all? And that, okay, I, we need to bring him back to testify uh, as what a good lawyer I am. RIP the homie. You know, uh, mm-hmm. Clifford Danner is on the list of people that we always flag as this person knows Mike's uh, Mike's secret. Why tell Clifford Danner Mike's secret if it's never going to come back? You know, um, I don't know if that's by design. I mean, this that was four seasons ago. That was literally season one when Clifford mm-hmm. Danner finds out. But they never show Mike Ross tell Clifford Danner. They say, he says, I need to tell you a story about why you should trust Harvey. And then we get the next cut scene. Clifford Danner automatically trusts Harvey because of that story. We don't see what's actually said. Then uh, here is like, OK, Clifford Danner knows. Harvey knows. And uh, we could bring him back as a character witness to say, yeah, Mike Ross saved my life. So despite, you know, whatever you think about him as a lawyer, he was a lawyer for me when it counted the most. Mm-hmm. But sad story he has been uh shot and killed and uh yeah. I Clifford Danner I think he was a decent character for those what two and a half episodes he was in yeah I mean this is a really sad story with Clifford Danner because he you know uh they got him out of jail and but it was like for what like you know he went and he was like he, the only place he could get a job was at this like diner which ends up getting robbed and he ends up getting killed like ultimately like uh in, that he ends up getting out of jail only to be put in this position where he's gonna die an early death uh because of this and uh not to mention he was like wrongfully accused of the crime mm-hmm. in the first place yeah, I mean, that's just a commentary on the legal system as, as a whole, right? Like, a lot of times you're innocent and you go to jail. Uh, specifically, you know, minorities and other un- unrepresented, you know, communities will go to jail, marginalized communities, and then they get out. Like, oh, yeah, we finally figured out that you're, you're innocent. Congrats. 
Like they don't get like yeah. some large lump sum of money. They they have to go get a job like everybody else. And they've also lost on the time that they had to build those skills that everybody else has. The rat race is happening without them. And now they're in it and they're behind. Yeah. And so all they can do is go work in a diner a lot of times. So and I think Harvey was, didn't really even take a beat on like, oh man, no. like uh Clifford Danner, like uh that I the guy I wrongfully put away. Like uh, now, yeah, maybe I could just throw him some money, you know, mm-hmm. or maybe I can do a, uh, like something for the guy. You but know? he didn't even react it, to the fact that like, oh, yeah, like uh, I, I ruined his life and now he's dead. No, Harvey doesn't care. <laughs> Harvey is the face of that corporate lawyer that Mike is trying not to be. He's mm-hmm. like, how did I end up one of these people? How did I end up Harvey and Lewis and Jessica and, and uh, Jeff Malone? And, you know, all the list goes on of these people who are just we see them doing corporate chess moves all the time. And a lot of times they're using people as pawns. And you see people like Clifford Danner are the ones that uh, get lost in that shuffle. Um, but yeah, uh, being wrongfully accused of a crime and then going to jail and then getting out, it, des- it definitely is going to set you back. And even being, uh, you know, actually accused of a crime. Like if, if you've done something wrong and you go to jail, it's really hard to bounce back. It's supposed to be a re- rehabilitation, but coming out of jail with a felony or something like that makes it really difficult mm-hmm. to get hired a lot of times. Like you make a mistake and it could ruin the rest of your life. And we see that throughout this episode that people are constantly trying to jump in front of bullets for Mike Ross's mistake. And ultimately uh, he needs to be the one to probably take the bullet and put everybody else out of their misery. Like, why are you allowing everybody else to take these L's? Because he's just a boy. He's just, he's just a young, a young, a young 30 year old lad. (laughs) Right. Give him another chance. He's made mistakes. Have you never made a mistake? Have you never met a a, a meat, Have you never a committed lady? felony fraud yeah. over and over and right. over and over again? Which reminds me, David Green, where the hell do you get off? This guy here is the worst human. Uh, I was saying God. from the other day, like he was the one who called in the anonymous tip on himself. Yeah, he did like a dumbass, and then has the nerve to be like. It made me sick to see Mike Ross in that. In that yeah, room. you paid him to and take the LSATs. <laughs> it makes me sick, sir. It makes me sick to see you in that courtroom. And Harvey says, "I'm going to turn you in." I really hope, Rob. I really hope we see Harvey turn this man in mm-hmm. because he says, "He says Mike Ross is getting what he deserves. We know he's a fraud. We all know it. I'm sorry, but this is just what he's going to get. Like at some point, he has to pay for his crimes." And Harvey's like. Okay, but now it's time for you to pay for yours. This is atonement. You want to do us a favor? Uh, do us a solid, right? Go take the bullet for Mike Ross. And, and David Green's like, no. Are you kidding me? You got to take me down, uh, you know, uh, kicking and screaming. And so I would like to see it. I think that this man chose himself over Mike Ross. I think that he probably, rightfully probably should have, right? Self-preservation. You don't owe Mike Ross anything. He did you a favor, but it wasn't a favor out of the kindness of his heart. You paid for his services. So Mike Ross is probably the person who should mm-hmm. take this L. Yeah. Comma, but you're going to get whatever you get. So uh, you you stuck by your guns, but re- results may vary. I hope Harvey takes this man to the, gr- to the or, grass. Or after Mike signs his deal, he could be like, uh, and by the way, I took the LSATs for David Green. Throw him under the bus, please. He should not get away with this. Yeah. I, there are a couple people in this episode where I'm like, I will never forgive you for this. If we ever see David Green again, it'll be too mm-hmm. soon. Okay. Who else can you never forgive? What about Lewis? How did you know? <laughs> it's what what? Lewis didn't do anything per se. 
but he really, really wanted to. He came close. I mean, yeah, he was. Will somebody smash this freaking dictaphone? How many problems no, no. do they need to have with this dictaphone before Harvey? Before every conversation, Lewis, are you wearing a wire? Oh, so now you don't like the dictaphone. I remember way back when you're like, this is an iconic television character, one of the best of all time. I love Lewis Lick and I love the dictaphone. Blah, 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 Look, blah, blah, blah. I, I think it's, uh, it was funny. I thought it, had, it was a great thing for Lewis to be able to, a device for, uh, I mean, uh, literally and figuratively for Lewis. But if I'm Harvey, <laughs> you got to pat this guy down before every conversation. Yeah. I mean, Harvey was very sloppy. He lets Lewis confront him outside, uh, like in basically in a public area, and be yeah. like, "Harvey, you know you did this. This is your fault." Yeah. And Lewis was cooking. He was making points. Harvey, if you don't hire Mike Ross, the rest of us have nothing to do with this. That is true. That, that is did fact. not come up enough. That argument. That <laughs> that does not come up enough. Like we, yes, the blame is on Mike Ross because you knew you were fraudulent when you walked in there and asked to be a lawyer. Harvey, it is your job as a grown ass man, as a lawyer who has passed the bar, who has taken these ethics exams and sat in front of these boards and all this other stuff to say, this is stupid. I have a legal responsibility to not do this. Goodbye, Mike Ross. Get out of here and also stop selling the weed. I'm going to call the cops. You know, like that's Harvey's responsibility. And he, and he neglected that. They should have been leaning into that a long time ago. Now, Harvey does make valid points that Lewis and Jessica eventually will neglect those, uh, those uh, responsibilities as well. But the, the original sin lies in the hands of Mike mm -hmm. Ross and Harvey. And so, yeah, it should be thrown in Harvey's face. Now, Harvey getting so emotional and being like, what do you want from me, Lewis? Yeah, I hired a fraud. You want me to say that on camera in front of everybody mm -hmm. in this crowded building? Like, oh, yes, Harvey, that's exactly what you want. He wants you to give him what he needs, and he wants, you to, he wants to record it because he wants to throw you under the bus. And he is looking for literally anyone who will support him in that decision. He goes to Jessica, like, Jessica, we got to throw Mike under the bus. What? Okay. Not Mike? Cool. We got to throw Harvey under the bus. What? Okay. So why aren't we throwing Harvey under the bus? Like, we got to. Can I throw you under the mm -hmm. bus? She's like, bruh, Lewis, we are name partners. By throwing the other name partner under the bus, at that point, we are scum. We're just like Daniel Hardman. Do you want to be like Daniel Hardman? And Lewis is like, yes. Yes, I do. I've always wanted to be like Daniel Hartman. He was my original mentor. It was never you, Jessica. I've it, Daniel Hartman turned on me. I was loyal to him. He's fine. He's fine being scum. I don't like Lewis Lip. This episode just it just drove me crazy because it was like had Jessica not just dragged him kicking and screaming away from this uh, obvious betrayal. He doesn't want to go to jail. He likes the Nobody finer things. Nobody wants to go to jail, Lewis. Nobody wants to go to jail. But you should have thought about that when you wanted your name on the damn wall. Mm -hmm. How did you not know that that was a possibility? You did know yeah. it was a possibility. And you were so damn greedy that you were willing to throw that uh, everybody, like all the caution to the wind, so that everybody would someday see you as a senior partner of Pierce Inspector Lip. Well, guess what comes with being a, the senior partner at this law firm? Fraud, crime, perjury. It's all the things you signed up for and more. Lewis, congratulations, you won. And what did you win? The potential to sit here and fall on your sword with your family that you keep claiming care, you care so goddamn much about. You don't care about them, Lewis. You just want to be in charge. You just want to have your name on the on, in lights, and you don't care who you will trample over to get it. I wouldn't want to work with Lewis Lid. You couldn't pay me to do it. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't know how the show moves forward past this into season six, because I feel like that there's been so much to happen with this trial and how this blew up. I mean, that 
we are used to like uh, these cases sort of like being in our suits world, you know, big deals. But I mean, Clifford Danner's mom knows about and I mean, and she is just like is dealing with uh, a huge loss. Her son only died three weeks ago and she's still on top of the news enough to know about Mike Ross's trial. I think that at this point with Clifford Danner's mom is just believing what she wants to believe. She's like, okay. Mike Ross is a lawyer as far as I'm concerned. I don't really care what y'all got to say. Right? Yeah, but the fact but, that she even knew about it, when Mike, she's like, I know why you're here. I know what's going on. Like, uh, how is she so on top of this? Everybody knows. Everybody like knows it's, about it. It's just the it's low, it, like front page of the New York Post every day. Mike Ross and, saga. I mean, it's a big saga. You know, they are coming after him and it might not be the biggest, but she probably does keep an eye on, you know, stuff that has to do with her son roughly. And so when she hears... Mike Ross, uh, you know, and and maybe that he worked on that case. She's probably like, huh, what about that? But you're yeah, right. But it's going to be very... Does she have mm-hmm. a Google alert on Mike Ross? Like, how does it, like... Uh, no. Maybe this is back when people used to read the newspaper. Mm-hmm. I don't maybe. Know, you know? Maybe she reads it cover yeah. to cover. Yeah, but you're right. Um, moving forward, it's going to be very tough. Because assuming Mike Ross goes in here and says, I'll take two years of prison. Are we getting a two-year time jump? Oh, time jump. It would be interesting. I mean, it's either that or we watch Mike Ross try to be a lawyer from prison. Because remember, yeah. Mike Ross says, I will, I am a lawyer and I will always be a lawyer. The amount of hubris this man has to say that to a jury that is determining whether or not he's a lawyer is ridiculous. Yeah. So it doesn't matter what y'all say today or tomorrow. I will always do this. I'm going to dedicate my life to fighting crime in this way, uh, to, to upholding the letter of the law and fighting for the downtrodden. Yeah. But Mike, you're not a lawyer. You have a good point about uh, two-year time jump would actually be a good way to do this uh, if we're going to have two years because that this is like the end of season five of Suits. You know, uh, five years has passed in the real time, but I don't think five years has passed on the show. I, I think it's maybe like two or three years. So I do think that that's a good way to be able to like sort of like catch up a little bit back to the real time of where they're supposed to be. Because if it's only, you know, if the show starts in like 2011 and only two or three years have gone by, it's only 2014. This episode's airing in, uh, you know, 2016. It's going to be, you know, then six months later. So it's going to be the end of 2016. So two year time jump would actually be a very good way to handle that. Yeah, and I, I don't want to get too far ahead because obviously we have a finale to talk about, but I do want to say that, yeah, with a time jump, you can move away from, you know, what's the Lewis and Jesse thing fallout, like after right. this, right? Yeah, because like, do we really want to spend a season of Lewis trying to get back in Jessica's good graces or Jessica trying to determine if she if she does trust Lewis or even they acting like nothing happened? You know, Mike Ross goes to jail and is it just business as usual? Is Harvey still resigned? Because remember, he resigned because Charles Forsman and they kind of got rid of Jack Soloff. But Charles Forsman is going to find out that Harvey Harvey still works there. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's super rich. We don't even know how how long Charles Forsman is going to be in jail. So I'd have to assume he'd have to deal with that eventually. So a time jump would be the quickest way to move away from this assuming mike ross goes to prison for two years but i mean this whole episode was how do we keep keep mike ross and harvey uh from basically going down and folding and just throwing in the towel rachel and donna had even come to terms with at this point you've put all your chips on the table let let's find out what the cards show let the jury make a uh, make a decision but everybody's on edge because what if this doesn't work out so uh after tomorrow's episode we will know exactly you know what's going to happen to mike ross because there's no way they prolong this uh this 
verdict until the end of the episode, right? Like, he's about to go in and admit to this to Anita Gibbs, and I'm pretty sure we'll find that out within the first five or ten minutes of the episode, unless, Rob, what if we get another flashback? Hmm. What if the next episode is, like, more of, you know, Rachel's backstory, Mike's backstory, blah, 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 and then they save the big verdict for the end. No. uh, (laughs) Yeah, for the end of the episode. Yeah. Yeah. So we can okay. get some type of suspense because right now this feels like the next question that needs to be answered is, is it you, Mike Ross, or is it Harvey, Jessica, or Lewis? Right. And at this point, I'm like, throw Lewis under the bus. But I just but, think that um, the show has not built up that possibility that much. That where, like, if they built up a little bit more, that like Mike was like incentivized to flip on Lewis, if that was like a real path. But even in terms of like, you know, if. Anita Gibbs was sort of like hot on the trail of like, Mike, you got to give us somebody. I don't care if it's Harvey, if it's Jessica, I'll, I'll take freaking Lewis lit also. And then there was also like an angle where Mike was like, Lewis is going behind my back where it's like, okay, Mike, maybe Mike could turn on Lewis, but there's just no way to believe that Mike would turn on Harvey at the same time when Harvey is like, I got to give up myself for Mike. It's just like Mm -hmm. that. Maybe if it was like they were hitting the note stronger that Rachel is like, listen, Mike, it's either you, it's either give up Harvey or I'm leaving you. Like maybe like there are like some different avenues they could have pursued to make us think that it would be more likely that Mike would do such a thing. But I have seen nothing in the show that makes me think that Mike would give up Jessica, Harvey or Lewis. Yeah, I mean, we do see Harvey trying to rush down there to stop Mike, but that doesn't look like he's going to catch him before he makes this decision. And so, yeah, I would have to believe that our big question is, you know, what does it look like once Mike takes this deal and goes and says he's going to go to prison? Is the entire next episode Mike just preparing to go to prison? Uh, it's two years. I mean, the deal, cutting the deal shouldn't take that long. He says, I want to do this. Next thing you know, they're in court. He says it to the judge. That's a wrap. He's going to prison. Is Mike Ross going to be in prison next episode? Maybe. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, we got time. I just don't think we have enough. Like you, like you said, there's been so much buildup. We know what this decision is obviously about to be, but we still got 45 minutes of television left um, in this show, and we got to figure out what that looks like. And so I'm thinking that maybe he comes in and he makes that decision, but we get a lot of like, and how did we get here? You know, a lot of backstory, a lot of you know, um, what made Mike even going to go to go this route, right? Like, what what about Mike is is why he's he's uh, so loyal. Right. Why isn't this man willing to roll on Harvey? Why isn't Rachel trying harder? Why? You know, whatever. I don't want a flashback episode because we've had so many of them. But I can see the show going in that route because, I mean, it's pretty cut and dry at this point. Michael Ross is about to take this deal and then he's going to go to jail. All right. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Chappelle, who gets a litty for this episode of Suits? Interesting TikTok. question. Uh, I mean, Mike. Okay, let's let's disqualify some people first. Lewis, go to hell. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he did Congrats tell you- uh, cousin mm-hmm. Gertrude to uh, forget about the mixtape. Uh, that was a great moment in the episode where Gretchen is like, "Good, I- I've been wanting to tell Anita Gibbs to go to hell since this whole thing started." Can we give Gretchen the 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 Liddy? Is that okay? Um, <laughs> I mean, I just feel like there's no winners here when it comes to Mike and because he's about to go to jail for two years. I think two years, though, is a huge win for him considering what this could be. Uh, but he also could have tapped out like, a long time ago and this would not be an issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I think that it's hard for me to reward him in this spot. I think maybe I... Harvey was willing to do the things, you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But he's like spiraling. He's like trying he to... Is. He's flailing. This is the worst case scenario for for Harvey and Mike. Jessica's kind of hands off here. You know, there's nothing she can do but wait. She tells Lewis to, like, cut the crap. You want to give it to Jessica again? (laughs) She could. Um, Mike is also, like, you know, that a lot of times we've been like, boy, uh, I don't know about Rachel. But, you know, I, I kind of agreed with, like, when Rachel was like, she's trying to be there for Mike. She's been like pretty supportive of him throughout the whole thing. I think a lot of people would have uh, been more on Mike's ass about this whole situation. She goes out, she gets this whole lunch for him. And she's like, he's like, okay, fine. You want to sit in this room until then? I'm going to make this as nice as possible. Let's have our lunch together. And he's like, ah, I can't. I'm working on the Diaz case. He's like, listen, fraud. Stop being a fake lawyer for five seconds. I'm here with you. You're going to jail. I'm trying to spend a nice last afternoon with you. And you want to go play lawyer again? He's like, but all this, but Diaz. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's, it's his impulse is to just be a fraudulent. You know, I, I think what they're trying to show us his impulse is that he has to help people. I just cannot, Uh, I cannot. He has to help people, but also. His fiance is like, hey, I want to spend time with you. He's like, ah, but I just. But I got to help people. No, you know, um, Rachel Zane, you know what I'm about to say. (laughs) Listen, no, no, we really do got to level with Rachel here. Because I think Rachel's struggle here is is very much parallel with Mike's struggle. Mm -hmm. Mike Ross. You have the urge to help people. And that has led you to a life of fraud. We are so, you know, we're, we have, we've yeah. been given that, you know, information. And then at any point, you can pull the, the, pull the plug on said fraud so you do not have to go to jail. But you stay in it way too long. Yeah. You stay in it so long to where you start liking the fraud. You start loving the fraud. You start wanting to get accolades for your fraud. You want to be junior partner and the youngest junior partner. You can't just do regular fraud. You have to do above and beyond everybody else's fraud. You have to be the most exceptional fraudster in the history of Pearson Spector Lit. And then one day, the ball drops. One day, the, it all comes crumbling down, and then it's you versus everybody else that you know. You're trying to save yourself. You know, the walls are caving in. The room is spinning. You're like Mr. Krabs in that meme. And when I tell you it finally comes to time where you have to pay the piper, it's because you could have stopped doing fraud, and you didn't. Rachel mm-hmm. Zane, 
This man is your fraud. Mike Ross is your fake law school. This is exactly what's happening here. You don't have to live like this. Yes, you had the urge to fall in love with this man. You've liked him since the moment you saw him, probably. You fell in love with that man. You love him like he loves fraud. And he's only going to love fraud more as you love this man more. And there are going to be times where you can get out of this. You cheated on the man with Logan Sanders. That was your out. You ignored your out. You could have resigned from this relationship. You have now agreed to marry this man. And then you wanted to agree to marry him in the place of your dreams. You want to marry this man in front of everybody. But then you can't have that. They're trying to pull you out of this. God is trying to block this marriage at mm -hmm. every turn. Rachel Zane, he's 20 minutes away from going to prison and he's still doing fraud. And all you wanted to do is have lunch with this man. Rachel, for the love of God, Release yourself from this. Stand the hell up. Just stand up, Rachel. What? Why? Do they get why? the deposit back at the plaza? Bruh, you, can you love someone They could have taken much? one of those dates that was like two years out. Right. They didn't now, yeah, have that. to ruin that couple's wedding date. No, but she's, fr she's fine ruining couples' wedding dates and stuff like that. She's okay. Rachel is not as bad as Mike Ross. But it is no surprise to me that they are made for each other because both of them do not know how to get out of a bad situation. Rachel, you are in hell and it's because of your own doing. All of this is your fault. The same way all of that was Mike's fault. All of this is yours fault. your fault. Mike's partner in crime was Harvey. Your partner in crime is Mike. You need to let him go. If you don't let him go, he's going to go to jail and you're going to be one of the people who have to sit outside the prison and wait on your criminal husband to get out of jail so that you can live a normal life. Congratulations. You're not getting any conjugal visits. You're not going to be able to see this man. And it's because you decided that you wanted to fall in love with a fraudster. Do we, do we fault you for falling in love? No, you probably can't control that. But you can control whether or not you say yes to marrying this man and you did it knowing that he was this man. Mm -hmm. Rachel Zane, this is my 13th reason. Yeah. <laughs> you need to cut it out. Stop it. Stop okay. it. Okay. All right. So where where do we we landed on on Jessica? Give it to Jessica. Give it to Jessica. Okay. <laughs> Give it to Jessica. That, uh, Harvey was getting them all like by default in season five and uh, season four. And so Jessica's just getting them all by default here in season five. Okay. Um not a lot of references uh here in uh these uh late stage season five episodes. We do have some feedback. Uh Anessa wrote in to say even if Mike doesn't go to prison, uh, Mike being exposed as a fraud means Mike will never be able to practice law unless crazy show shenanigans happen. But he mm -hmm. wasn't a lawyer to begin with. The two-year deal for Mike is almost too good to be true. If Harvey takes the fall for Mike, he certainly will be disbarred. As a real lawyer, Harvey has way more to lose. Yeah. Harvey should just let Mike take this L. Like, let Mike do what he's got to do. And then Harvey, at best, let Mike maybe cook. Yeah, throughout the entire episode, it was a lot of let them cook. Like, let Mike and Harvey cook. The best they can do is fight this fraud. They put themselves in this situation, let them get themselves out of it. But they won't let them cook. And so I think that Harvey should not ruin his livelihood because of Mike Ross, when Mike Ross can just go back, go to prison. I mean, he, he made a choice to commit crime. Take the L. Harvey made a choice as well. He could take the L too, but only if it's going to save Mike Ross. Don't take the L if Mike Ross is still going down because Mike Ross will never be able to survive this one without having to get consequences. Harvey can do whatever he wants. 
I'll take I'll it take me instead. Cut a deal with Mike Ross. He's never going to be a lawyer. He's never going to be able to do the thing that he claims that he's put on this earth to do. So let it go. Mike Ross, handle your business. Go to do your two years. You'll be fine. People have done way more for way less. And uh, get out and start anew. Start your family. Start a bike messaging company. Move on. And, mm-hmm. and for the love of God, do not marry Rachel. Yeah, damn, Claire told you. Leave that lady alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's no way, though, for Mike, like if he spends the two years in prison getting some kind of college degree and then like uh, going to like a real law school, like that he would not be able to actually become a real lawyer, that this would be disqualifying. I wouldn't let this man become a bail bondsman. You know, like what? What? Mike Rouse? No, sir. Toll booth operator at best. Second string for the Dallas Mavericks. I don't know. Just what do you? What do you? Well, people who just have like no like real skills at anything else, but they're like very like what they have. They have done their training and mm-hmm. stuff. There, there's a ton of th- people who have been trained to do jobs, um, and that's great. Mike Ross has a lot of skills. There are a lot of skills. He's very smart. He has a photographic memory, yeah. all this other stuff. And I would still not let that man anywhere near any of the businesses that I own. Sure, but just as like a public defender, you can't plug him no. in. Why do this to the public? Why? Why? <laughs> Why would you do that to them? This man is a scrupulous, uh, unscrupulous for sure. Like, this, what are you talking about? Like, what? No, no. Send him to the brig. <laughs> the brig. Send him to the wall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To the gulag. You know what? I don't know where where you sit. People. The do. Night's Watch. Right. His uh, days. Yeah. Banish him to the nether realm. <laughs> like what? Okay. Um. All right. Um. So. This is Jessica Frey wrote this a couple episodes ago. Um, she says that uh, the show's creator, Aaron Korsh, wrote a good article about the decision to have Mike arrested for fraud. One of the co-writers uh, was like, uh, but he's guilty. And Aaron uh, made the point uh, that Harvey makes he's innocent until proven guilty. What do you think about the decision to have Mike arrested now? I think that this is a show about the law. And so having Mike Ross arrested is really going to put that to the test. Uh, yes, Mike Ross, we all know is guilty. But if you can't prove it, that he's guilty, then, you know, then it doesn't count. I think that a lot of times we see people who go, who are guilty walk and be innocent and be amongst the people. And they, they get to live that life because, you know, the, the way the legal system is set up. We also see a lot of people who are not guilty who go to jail because of the way the legal system is set up. And I think that's realistic. And so having Mike Ross arrested and having to face both sides of that at the same time, I think that... Uh, it, yeah. it makes sense for a show like this. It makes sense. We got to this point. We've seen every single like iteration of, oh, my secret. Ah, they're going to find out. Like uh, We've had so many different close calls. Like I think at some point you have to start the payoff. I mean, it was five seasons in. Five seasons in, and here we are. I mean, at what point are we going to start asking about the legality of what Mike Ross is doing while he's trying to figure out the legality of what everybody else is doing? Mm-hmm. I think that this makes sense. I think that this is the highest stakes that you can give us. I don't know how many seasons or if they had already been renewed for season six yet, um, you know, by this time. But I do think that if you want to really get into some 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 deep legal action, this is what you do. You don't play. You don't play around with Lewis's sister's baking company or whatever the case may be. You get down to the nitty gritty and talk about Mike Ross and what that means for him as far as the legal system goes. Now, I don't know what the legal system says about him after this. After like what once rehabilitation is supposed to you know take place, but you know I think that we can't explore that until you address you know the elephant in the room, which is Mike Ross is a fraud and we all know it. Something else from this episode that I just wanted to 
a touch on like, but Anita Gibbs uh, is showing up. She's making house calls. She shows up at Mike's apartment at the office. I mean, this seems like very unusual for a prosecutor to be like visiting. Like uh, she shows up and, and uh, he's like, oh, hey, Anita, come on in. Like uh, Rachel standing there. Like, yeah, kind of wild. She's awful, but I love her. I do. I, I like Anita Gibbs because she knows that the stakes are so high here that she has taken. Um, she's the only person using common sense. I think that she gets this uh, one ridiculous uh, like lead that Mike Ross is not an attorney based on the word yeah. of Sheila's ass. Who's like, you know, like I, I have a, I have a clue, you know, they have no proof. But then when she looks into it, she's like, yeah, this smells fishy. It smells like fish. It's women like a fish. You know, must be a fish. And so she's really looking into it. And she's like, okay, I know I'm not crazy. I know I see all of this. I see all of it. Why? Why can no one else see this? So now she's like, oh, y'all going to gaslight me? Okay, well, if that's the case, I will go down with this sinking ship if I have to. But I'm going to prove y'all are going to listen to me because I know I'm not nuts. It started off with just a small... Small little crumb of information, but now she's taking it and she's running with it and she's picking up more of it and more of it and more of it. And then it's, the more she sees the smoke and mirrors, she's like, yeah, I know y'all are playing with me. Somebody is going to pay for this. So if she has to go to the ends of the earth to make sure Mike Ross gets what he deserves, I think, hey, she won't be able to sleep at night unless she does it. And so she's doing anything that she can to make sure that this mistrial doesn't happen, that Mike Ross doesn't get away with this. Because I know she was only uh, like she's not going to get approval for a, mit- a mistrial because they probably said, girl, you have nothing. You have no you have no proof. You have no proof. We're allowing you to do this just on a whim. Yeah. Go for it. But you better like if you swing, you better hit them. <laughs> All right. And then. This is just one other interesting note. I thought, you know, I always check out the wiki for each of the episodes of the series. And so there is a uh, a section here on the wiki that points to some press that Meghan Markle did at this point in the show's run. And it has to do with her publicly not being a fan of like where this is all headed. So... I mean, uh, maybe uh, this comes to light a little bit more in the finale, but uh, she did not like the way that the finale was going so much. So she called up the showrunner, Aaron Korsh, to say that she was unpleased. Displeased? Displeased. (laughs) Um, Yeah. are, Are you happy with Rachel's portrayal on this show so far? Um, yeah, not at times, I, but I think specifically the finale, she says that this is, uh, it does, it doesn't go that way that, uh, according to this article, she says, I told Aaron, it doesn't make sense. Why is it going to end like that? I don't get it. I don't agree with it. I, again, if I'm Rachel Zane, if I'm looking at the Rachel Zane character and I'm thinking, what does this finale mean for the story? Let's just put Mike and Rachel as the focal point. Uh, let's just assume that she's looking at her and Mike as like the main plot point here. Cause for me, they're not for me. The plot point is, is Harvey and Mike or Mike and Mike, but it's not Rachel and Mike, but mm-hmm. let's say for Rachel, she's like, okay, season five ends with Mike Ross going to jail. Rachel Zane just spent all her time basically fighting for a fraud. 
She's now uh, probably shamed in front of all these people because her her husband is a fraud and she probably knew it. Uh, she too is in law school and people are probably going to look at her like, ain't you the girl that married the fraud? Sorry. You know, like for her, she's like, why are you putting Rachel and Mike in this situation where now she has to wait two years, then he's going to get out and they're not going to be lawyers or he's not going to be a lawyer or they're not going to be happy. You know, for her, this is probably a very weird, like, um, like, like roadblock because where does it go? What do you make of Rachel and Mike as a couple after this, after she waits for him for two years, after, you know, he gets out and he's like trying to put his life back together. I don't think she signed up for that. I think she thought that, you know, Mike Ross is going to do fraud, eventually get out. They were going to get married and live happily ever after. But now the show really is like at a, at a turning point where we can make this really good for Mike Ross and Rachel, or we can make this really bad. And it does not look like really good is on the horizon for them. So I would not, be shocked if she complained a little bit about where it's going. Chappelle, anything else as we head into the finale tomorrow? Hell no. Let's do this, man. Okay. I'm there. I'm so excited. I, I Mike Ross, count your days. It's mm-hmm. over. It's over, man. The chickens have come to roost. Turn <laughs> yourself in, buddy. It's 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 a wrap. Stick a fork in it. It's done. It's it's and, that, and that's okay. And that's okay. You had a good Let's run. Talk about, yeah, you had a good run. But we have several seasons left, and I really want to know how this thing is going to end. Because I am not lying when I say I do not know. I don't know how it's going to end, and I don't know the plot of Pearson. And so if we can't get through this run, then we can get over to Pearson. We can knock that out, and then we'll be done. And we'll have this whole thing wrapped up. But it starts with Mike Ross atoning for his sins and going to jail. So I'm ready. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. All right. Thank you so much for joining us. Chappelle, where can people keep up with you? Tweet us at SuitsPod and let us know what you think about this finale. It's crazy, right? Well, we haven't got to the finale, but, you know, what do you think going into the finale? What do you think about the finale? Let us know at, at SuitsPod on Twitter. And, of course, you can tweet me at Ch- Chappelle's underscore show as well. Okay, I'm at Rob Sestrino. We'll be back tomorrow to end season five of Suits. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.